Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Everyone is having another great day. Starts of their day. I'm here with my main man, Danny New. Gotta love him. And Danny, I hope you're having a great day as well. We're recording another episode of the Believe in the You podcast. And we have a very special guest with us, a former Miami Hurricane himself from 2013 to 2016. Danny New, do the honors and uh, introduce a good friend of yours as well. Yes, and to disturb any confusion, I'm not that athlete. In case you thought I was... <laughs> The legendary Hurricane cornerback who got drafted by the Panthers. Now, we are talking about the owner of Nebraska himself, Mr. <laughs> Corn Elder, a man I have not seen since, I think, both of our junior years, if I had to guess, because I was his RA and he was my resident, but that would imply that I had any control over football players, which I did not. You guys did your own thing. But Corn, you were one of the good kids. I don't want to count. I don't want to point names, although I have the names. I could read them. But there were some football kids. They used to just have track meets down the hallways, shirtless, so like eleven o'clock at night. But you were one of the good. You were one of the nicer ones. Yeah, eleven o'clock. I was probably sleep. You know, just a couple guys out there running around, but you know, try to sleep, playing the game or something. <laughs> well, that's why uh, you're in the NFL now. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, go ahead, Paul. I was about yeah. to say, Paul. Paul is a much bigger Miami Hurricanes lifetimer than me, so he has some real questions for you, Corn. Okay. I probably know Corn's like whole life story. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Corn, you had a very interesting kind of recruiting process. Um, you're actually a running back, you know, nationally touted coming out of high school, Mr. Tennessee football, um, yourself. Correct me if I'm wrong, Miami recruited you late in the process. Yeah, um, I actually didn't really talk to Miami till after signing day. Uh, I didn't sign on signing day because I was contemplating on whether I was going to play football or basketball. So Miami came in late, and I mean, good things happened after that. Is this I one was, of those things, though, like with Michael Jordan, where like you hear that he actually likes baseball more than basketball? He just happened to make it in basketball, where like basketball is your first love, but you just happened to make it in football? Yeah, I mean, Honestly, in high school, basketball was my first love. Um, it was basically my favorite thing, dude. That's why I was kind of playing, uh, not playing football anymore. So, I mean, I, I love I loved football as well, but basketball was definitely my first 
my first choice. Did you know about Miami growing up in Tennessee? Because I, I feel like everyone who's from the state of Tennessee like bleeds the Tennessee Volunteers. You know, going to Knoxville that that's a big deal. So I kind of want to see like you know what was your relationship with the Miami Hurricanes growing up, and you know was it your dream school to begin with? Yeah, it, it actually was. Um, like you said, everybody in Tennessee definitely loves the Vols. Uh, my whole family loves the Vols, but I was always. Uh, Hurricanes fan. Um, when I was like five or six, you know, that's when Miami was those old 2000, 2001 teams, you know, they were winning everything. So, of course, as a kid, you was going to jump on the bandwagon. And then since then, Miami was my favorite school. Was it also Sean Taylor when he came around a couple years later? You were like, that's the guy I want to be like. Oh, yeah, him. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sean Taylor would definitely play the, play the major part in me liking the Hurricanes. You know, there's a lot of. A lot of great players that, that came from Miami, so they definitely had left a mark on me when I was a kid. Now, did you know when you signed your letter of intent to Miami that you were going to be playing in the secondary, or were you just set on running back and kind of go over that story of the position change? Did a coach, you know, hey, c come up to you and say, hey, Corn, I think at the next level I see more potential in you playing at cornerback and um, being more involved with our DBs? Yeah, um, I actually didn't know that I was going to play uh, defensive back. Um, I kind of signed or whatever uh, when I had talked to him. And then when I got down, um, they was like, happy with the decision, obviously. Uh, so, but yeah, I definitely um, – had my mind set on playing offense in college. Um, so, yeah. Paul, you're – I'm going to say this play. You're, you're a bigger nerd than me, although <laughs> I'm a pretty big nerd too. When did Dallas Crawford go from running back to cornerback? I feel like that was like a little bit before corner. I wonder if that breathed into that. So Dallas Crawford was a running back primarily for like four years at Miami. And then his final year of eligibility, I want to say, was when he transitioned to safety. Now, I want to say I think he was a safety in high school um, starting off, and then they moved him to running back. So I think I believe that was the situation with Dallas Crawford because personnel-wise, I think our depth at that position was very weak at the safety position unit. So we just needed an athletic body. Yeah, I didn't know if Corn was – they were like, oh, work with Dallas, which you do with Corn too. Corn, when, when you were on the team – who are your guys? I know, I mean, you, we'll just say everyone was your best friend, but who was like your best, best friend you hung out with the most that was like, they get you? Uh, person I probably hung out with the most was uh, probably Malik Mayweather. Um, we were both from Tennessee. Um, he was from Memphis about three hours, but we kind of kind of knew like some of the same people. And, you know, you always have that, that Tennessee connection. So that was probably the closest person I was with. And then also Gus edwards that was my roommate so that was my boy i was always with him as well he was my roommate uh freshman year and then junior senior yeah i remember i remember gus being mm -hmm. your roommate and then yeah. I, it was like you guys then Artie, and Trayon gray i, I want to i know this is not relevant to corn but my, my favorite Trayon moment because we were all on the same floor i was once making a bulletin board at 4 a.m and Trayon gray came to get water from the water fountain at 4 a.m. 
<laughs> I guess he was. I don't know if Trayon was up that kind of. Does that sound right he was to you? Thirsty. <laughs> he was thirsty, and I was just like, Trayon, I'm making this bulletin board to educate our residents. Like, do you think this is a good option or this option? Which which one do you like better? And he just like he just raised his hand slowly, pointed to one, and then just walked back to bed. And that, <laughs> he never said a single word to me. Man, probably half sleep. Was it so weird to just like be? on campus like now you know you have a cool pad but like you would go and play in an nfl stadium where the dolphins play and then you'd go back to a dorm and have a roommate and share a bathroom was that like just weird and kind of humbling yeah it, i mean it was definitely weird um but i mean i i definitely enjoyed it um you know it's nothing like being in the dorms with your with your teammates your friends like 24 7 like it's always something going on, always something funny happening. So it was definitely weird, but um, I enjoyed every minute of it. You know, speaking of good friends of yours on the team, who did you look up to as a mentor, you know, someone for advice, whether maybe it was a coach or a player during your time at Miami? Um, I would definitely say uh, my first year was uh, definitely Nantambu of uh, Fentress. Yeah, uh, we, we went to the same high school, so I had already knew him. Uh, he was one of the big reasons I, I, I ended up going choosing Miami as well. So that was definitely he was definitely a mentor for me. And then I'll also say uh, Tracy, Tracy Howard. Um, yeah, that was my boy. When I, since I first got there, he always looked out for me. Um, holidays, I would go to his house uh, if I wasn't able to go back home. So definitely them two. How, how mad are you that? The team now is Ed Reed just hanging out all the time. Don't you wish you oh, just had crazy, a Hall man. of Fame safety there for you? Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's a you know that's a great Hall of Famer. Uh, they get to pick his brain, talk to him all the time, just get his percep- per, uh, perception and everything. So I know that's definitely definitely good for the uh, the kids now. Do you do, were there any alumni that came back to visit you? Of a particular moment you remember that you really enjoyed with any prominent Miami alumni? Um. Trying to think, trying to think. Did anybody come back? I can just name them, like Warren Sapp, Michael Irvin. Um, some of them came back, but I I remember um, I don't remember what year it was, but um, this was after uh Coach Hurley Brown had left. Uh, he started coaching high school up in somewhere in Central Florida. I forgot what the school was called. But I, I went up there to help them out with, with one of their camps or whatever, and Warren Sapp was there. Uh, so that was definitely a big moment, uh, one of the most memorable moments for me because I got to, you know, talk to him just one-on-one, see how he interacted at the camp and everything. So that was definitely one of my, my favorite moments. How about favorite moments as a Miami Hurricane, Corn? I know you've had some big ones. Everybody remembers, you know, the return versus Duke, Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, very dramatic. We'll get to that. Moment. Yeah, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that. <laughs> was that really your favorite moment at Miami, or is there something else um, back uh, in your head? Trying to think. That was that's definitely a top moment for sure. I have um, one idea for you, Corn. I what about because you were like a viral moment where you had the game ceiling. What led to the game winning field goal against Nebraska? And then the Twitter was like, wait, his name's Corn Elder and he beat Nebraska. Was that, <laughs> yeah. What about that moment? Yeah, I was, I was, that's, that's definitely up there. I was, I was contemplating. I, I definitely, that was a big moment. Um, obviously, man, that's a, uh, 
a classic game, you know, two legendary opponents. So that was definitely one of them two were definitely probably my my best moments. Did you know though, going into that game, you're like, wait a minute, my name is Corn and they're the Corn Huskers. <laughs> this could come up. Did that ever occur to you before the game? Uh, a little bit. You know, um, I got a lot of those um those comparisons in high school. Um in our student section, some of the kids used to wear uh, corn hats or corn heads. So that was always talked about a lot, the corn huskers and everything. So that was definitely cool. Want to bring it back a little bit, you know, speaking of, you know, the Nebraska era, you know, thinking of great moments, you finished your college career on a high note. You know, you beat West Virginia, Russell Athletic Bowl. Um, you know, what did that mean, that win for you and all the seniors that were a part of that game, you know, leave, ending your college career at Miami on a high note and doing something, you know, Miami had, hadn't accomplished in such a long time was winning a bowl game. So express that kind of experience towards us and all the viewers uh, watching later on. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely exciting. Um, definitely needed that win, wanted that win bad. Um, my freshman year, uh, wasn't able to play in the bowl game due to an injury. And then my next, the next two years, we came so close to winning. Uh, I think both games we probably lost by like less than a touchdown. So it was definitely exciting for us. Um, one of the reasons I, I chose Miami was to get Miami back on the map. And uh, I think winning a bowl game kind of helped a little bit. You know, the next year, of course, they went on to make it to the uh, ACC championship and everything. So that was definitely, definitely a big moment for me and the, and the rest of the seniors. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the following year because I realized it didn't occur to me until I started doing a little bit of research before we talked to you that you missed the first turnover chain year. Oh, and yeah. I, can't, I can't figure <laughs> out because you're a humble guy. I don't, would you have wanted to wear the turnover chain? You'd oh, be yeah. like, I'm not a show off. No, man, I, the turnover chain, I, yeah, I like the turnover chain. I definitely wanted to wear uh I know the next year I'm watching the games, I'm like, man, that would have would have motivated me motivated me a little more. But you know, it's 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 still cool to see uh see the turnover team come out and everything. You know, thank many Diaz did a great job with, with bringing that to Miami. It's, it's Miami, like that's just Miami swag, so it just fits perfectly. Speaking of the turnover chain, how was that playing the final year of college football? with a new defensive coordinator, someone you probably hadn't had a relationship with before. It's a new defensive scheme as well. I believe you guys are running a 3-4 under D'Onofrio. Now you're running mm -hmm. a 4-3 traditionally. Um, yeah. you know, how was that transition for you in playing under Coach Manny Diaz? It was, it was, a, it was a great transition, actually. Uh, I love Coach Diaz. Um, the whole coaching staff he brought in, you know, I loved everybody. Coach Rump, you know, that was – Having Coach Rump there, I, I think that definitely helped a lot as well. Uh, he was just a, such a cool, laid-back dude. I, I mean, kind of similar to me. So, you know, we 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 gelled uh, perfectly. Um, and then just Coach Diaz, you know, bringing his new scheme, aggressive, uh, a lot of man. I think it elevated my game a lot. Um, he was very up, you know, up to beat, uh, had a lot of fire and, and passion and energy. And I think it, it definitely brought out the best of me. Uh, yeah, Coach Diaz, Coach Diaz coming in, you know, I think that that elevated my game a little more, for sure. He elevated a lot of people in the whole defense. Got yeah. so good. But <laughs> when when Mark Richt retired, 
personally, I was in Israel on like a birthright trip and it was 1 a.m. Uh, and I was like, wait, 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 what? I, yeah. There was no like murmuring uh, or rumors. At yeah. all. How, how shocked were you when you found that out? Yeah, I was I was super shocked. Um, I actually think I was in the facility um, in the training room just chilling and I and I like got the notification. I was like, like what? And then we had a couple um couple of guys from Georgia that played at Georgia under Coach Rick that was like, like what? So I was definitely, definitely shocked about it. Um yeah, it was definitely a shocker. You were in the training room. You were on campus. Yeah. No, I was in uh in uh Charlotte. Okay, so you you were in Charlotte, and there was no like, hey, I want to tell the team this first. You just found that on Twitter. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. I was like, what? I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, because none of I, you know, I, I, a lot of the former players I still talk to and everything, and nobody nobody said nothing about it. So it was definitely a shocker. Oh, true, because that would that would have been the year after you were gone. Mm-hmm. You were in on Carolina yeah. at that point. Yeah, Paul probably uh, already figured that out and was like, Danny, you're wrong, right? <laughs> I think Corn, because Corn was a part of the 2016 team, yeah. and then 2017 was that big season, and then 2018 right. was not the yeah. best year. So I think it was two years after Corn. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, okay, so we do want to get to the return because uh, that was the coolest thing as a student on campus at the time. That was the coolest thing that happened my entire time there because I wasn't there for the glory years. Um, so, okay, so Corn, we were thinking um, I would play the video and you could watch it with us. Would that be cool with you? Yeah, yeah that's fine. All right, cool. And then you can kind of, you can like walk us through what's going through your head. Because what was going through my head was, ah! <laughs> no, no, it couldn't be. Another one? No, 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 no. What other one? Oh, my God. It was Mark Wallen's knee down. Not in- Press and play. Oh, look, there's you, Corn. All right, so. What's going what on Larry here? Scott saying to you right now? So we, we kind of practiced, like, the first throw in practice this week. So we were talking about that. Me, personally, I was already upset um, about that last drive. Um, had two pass interference calls that drive. And, yeah, I mean, don't really think they were pass interferences. But, you know, I really didn't even want to go in this play. I was like, man, it's over. So, so you didn't even believe it. Going into it, you were like, this isn't going to work. And you're the guy who did it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you never see these plays work, honestly. So, I love that. I love that you didn't believe in it. Okay, there's kickoff. What's going down, Corn? This they pick. They kicked it to the perfect spot that we planned. First one, I was just like, all right, get what I can, keep the ball up, let's go. Throw back. That was that was a terrible terrible pass, but it made it there. You got a good bounce. That might not have gone well. Oh, I know. At this point, I'm like, man. We getting closer and closer to the to the end zone. We about to get a safety. I was like, any minute is gonna be over. <laughs> you just got it backwards. Honestly, <laughs> when I caught it this time, I saw blockers in front of me and just green grass. Green grass, and I was like, all right, let's make it. So, what yard line did you think I got this? About right there, but I almost fell right there. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was exhausted. But man, it was it was crazy. And then right here, I was like, I couldn't breathe. Everybody jumped on top of me. I was like, I was trying to yell, like, get off of me. But now, Corn, I gotta ask. I feel like some plays, like you get a hinge, you know, like a hunch, like, hey, there might be a flag thrown. And this was a heavily penalized game against Miami. Did you think back yeah. in your head, hey, there's a flag somewhere? Which there was. Honestly, 
I I couldn't even think about nothing. I was so tired. I was just like, <laughs> I don't even. I was like, for like five minutes, I was laying there like, I can't breathe. <laughs> True. You were gassed. You just run 100 yards, and then people jumped on you. Like, that yeah. must have been hurtful. It definitely was. I was I was down there trying to yell, but I didn't have no breath, so I don't think nobody could hear me. Well, everyone at home, as Paul said, was just like, where's the flag? We can't even celebrate <laughs> yet. This is college football now. I was just waiting for the flag. So that never occurred to you? No. I, like, at this point, I wasn't even thinking about the flag, honestly. And then, and then what was the celebration like as soon as you was confirmed that you won? Man, I was so happy. Uh, it was already a, a tough week. Um, a, lot of, a lot of things happened that week, and I was just grateful for that it happened. And especially I was, I was happy I made the last play. Uh, after those two passing interference calls, so I was just excited, for real. What did Coach Scott tell you guys back in the locker room after you know all these you know turn of events, emotional week? You guys beat Duke on a mir- miraculous play. You know what was that speech? He was just happy, happy for us, uh, just happy for everybody. Like you said, after that week that we had. Um, we just needed something to go our way. Even the whole game, like, it's just everything wasn't going our way. A lot of penalties. Um, but this was just – it was just all positive vibes. Uh, and that was really it, for real. Do you think Mark Walton's knee was down there? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, just take that answer. I really don't even know, man. They said it wasn't, so it wasn't. That's right. That's right. Oh, look at that. So then you get at the 10-yard line, and then you're going. And when you had one man left to make a miss, you're like, I got this? Oh, yeah. I, I knew I was going to make a miss. I knew it for sure. Oh, I, went, I went back to my, my high school days. Uh, one person wasn't tackling me, so I knew what time it was. Credit to the personnel on the field, too. You got Lawrence Cager, David Njoku, Jaquan Johnson, Mark Walton, Corn Elder. I mean, those are some NFL players I'm just naming. Yeah. Herndon was on Red, the field. Red Wine was on the field. It was, yeah, it was a lot of guys on the field. Well, that was the thing about the Al Golden era. We had all these NFL players, and then we would end up being 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> right? Everyone there wound up at the NFL. We had, like, five guys a year. Yep, for sure. See, this is proof right there. They should have let you play a little running back. Look at him go. Yeah, they should have a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Have you proved it? All right, I'll stop the clip there. Thank you for doing that, Corn. Uh, was that – like? okay, let me end this. Oh, look at all my apps. When, <laughs> when, you, when you watch that now, like what, do you, what stands out to you? Like what are you thinking about when you rewatch it five years later? This, this is how crazy it is, honestly. I mean, you, you never – you never expect to see it, but like being a part of it, it's always like, like, wow, I really, really was a part of that, and I was still one to score. So it's always like a to watch it. It's always just refreshing to see it, and just it just, it just makes me happy. Have you watched it since? Oh yeah, for sure. I I watch it not as not as often now, but I'll I'll, I'll watch it every now and then just to watch it. Corn, are you keeping up with the present day Miami Hurricanes? I know you're playing the NFL. You're a busy man. You know, are you, are you keeping your eye out for uh, the 2021 Miami Hurricanes? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm always I'm always locked in on the Hurricanes. Uh, every week, I'm, I'm I'm keeping up, watching the games if I can. Uh, 
just, you know, keeping up with them on Twitter and everything, keeping up with the recruiting and all that. So I'm always locked into the Canes. Any uh, mm-hmm. players you're, uh, you know, you're pretty impressed with in our secondary or, you know, think would be, uh, you know, potentially future NFL players you've seen out there? Yeah. Um, I really like, I like Bubba Bowden. I uh, think he had, has it, has it all to, you know, move, move far. But my favorite player in the secondary is uh, to court couch. Corey. That's my, he, he reminded me a little bit of me, uh, kind of undersized, but, but he's a playmaker. He's a baller. See him all over the field. And that's definitely my, my favorite player. Coaches, so you can go and encourage the young players? Is there an alumni uh, system? No, not really. I mean, I, I follow um, follow a few of the guys on social media, um, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I might DM every now and then. Uh, that's really it. I talked to Corey uh, a couple weeks ago, just talking about working out when I get down there. So. Just things like that. Uh, I might talk to them every now and then. If they have a good game, you know, I hit them up, you know, stuff like that. How do you feel about Manny Diaz, you know, taking over the defensive coordinator duties back? And, you know, I think they're transitioning from a 4-2-5 to probably a 4-3. You know, you think we'll see a improvement with the secondary? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because um, Diaz is going to do a, a great job. Uh D coordinator. I think he has a good track record. Um, I think the pieces are there for sure. Um, and like I said, Codius, he's going to bring that that fire, that passion. Uh, he's going to get back to being aggressive. And I think the defense going to take a huge step forward next season and probably dominate. Any wow. improvements you'd like to see from the uh, cornerback group that maybe just watching film, watching a game, you're like, hey, you know, they can work on this perhaps, or, you know, um, just confidence, man. Uh, those guys, those guys are really talented. Um, and just consistency. Um, that's just, that's the biggest thing about about playing corners is being consistent. You know, do you see those, see some of the plays that those guys make and you're like, like, man, that was, that was beast. And then just sometimes it's take plays off, but just consistency really. Um, a lot of those guys, you know, they, they've made a lot of plays in their careers. And I think this year they're, um, they'll take a step forward for sure. Do you also have just like the biggest man crush on Derek King? <laughs> Professionally yeah, I mean, speaking. Every, everybody loves him, man. He's a great guy. Uh, you've seen the difference with him on the field this year. And uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see him uh, back healthy next year. Corn, uh, I want to make sure we talk about your clothing line because you're not I mean you're an amazing football player but you're also amazing at other stuff too which is what Mm -hmm. makes you special because like I said before you're humble you're really a nice guy you're one of the nicest football players that I talk to and there are a lot of nice ones out there but you are on the apex of that so how have you expanded now to your new line tell us about it yeah um I've always been into fashion a little bit um I actually did like a couple of photo shoots a couple of years ago for some magazines and everything. So I uh, always wanted to start my clothing line. But last year, of course, with the pandemic, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was really just back home and just working on stuff and started my own clothing line. Um, been having it for about June, probably like 14 months now. Uh, doing well. Have some shirts um hats sweatsuits and everything so it's definitely doing well um i enjoy it like i said i like fashion a little bit so 
hopefully I can keep elevating it and just keep taking off with it. Where can people find it? What's it called? Uh, RespectYourElderClothing.com. Man, you were born with such a good name. Paul, oh, don't I you wish it. you had a cool name like Corn? Yeah. It's very catchy. Respect your elder. I love it. You got to love it, man. It's like you got Corn and then Elder together. Sounds like mm-hmm. an NFL All Pro Bowl corner name. How about that? Oh, yeah. That's the goal right there. And he's saying, hey, freshman on Miami right now, respect your elder. Buy my clothes. <laughs> you owe me if you want my DMs. <laughs> that would probably be a great T-shirt, like just respect your elder. I would have worn oh, – can I curse this? I would have worn the shit out of that. After that Nebraska game, oh, my gosh. I was like, that's my resident. And if you remember, Corn, I don't know if you remember this. You didn't know. You just thought I was your RA. You didn't know that I was also in media. So after your interception, you came onto the podium at Sun Life and you looked out into the media and you saw me and you were like, wait, what is he doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely didn't know you were for sure. Did you, like, how much training did you get to not answer media questions in an absolute way, to be as vague and generic as possible? Um, a lot of, I mean... I didn't really get a lot of training, but in high school, I did a lot of interviews and I really just didn't talk. Like in high school, if you interviewed me, you would get like all one word answers. Like I was, I was real quiet and shy. And I mean, I just learned how to just keep talking. And then you just, you learn how to focus on shift the question sometimes if you don't like it. And, you know, just a lot of practice for real. Word. Word. Paul, any other things you really want to ask Corn Elder? Corn, I got one more question to you. Um, you know, 2021 Miami Hurricanes, they're going to face off against the reigning national champions in Atlanta, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Nick Saban himself is going to be there. Um, you know, this is one of the greatest college football programs of all time. The history says it for itself. I mean, this is the best of the best. David versus Goliath. If you're in the locker room talking to the Miami Hurricanes before they take on the Crimson Tide, what would you say to them? Just go out there and have fun, man. Uh, the talent's there. The coaches is there. Just go out there and just be them. Don't let the stage be be too big. And a lot of the guys, I mean, there's a lot of talented guys on the team, and they just got to play their game and let the chips fall, for real. That's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> I want to. I want to wrap our hurricanes coverage. Of that. I just have one more question about you because you're on the Lions now. Uh-huh. Um, because when I was in Miami, I was covering Dan Campbell when he was interim coach of the Dolphins, and he uh-huh. was the coolest thing. Talk about people who were trained not to talk to the media. He's not one of those people. He will say whatever <laughs> he wants. I've oh, talked yeah. to former players. I talked to actually. I probably should name. Him. He was telling me how when he was in the Dolphins, Man Campbell was just the guy. He was so nice to every player. Can you just tell us what your Dan Campbell experience has been like so far? Yeah, man, that's my guy, man. He he he's fired up, a lot of energy every day. Uh, the meetings, he's gonna he's gonna bring that juice, and he I'm excited to play for him. Uh, only we only been in person for like a week, so he already has me amped up and ready to run through a wall for real. So good guy. Do you, do you just have one? I know it's only been a week, but do you have like one favorite quote you've heard him say so far? Like, we're going to break their knees or anything? You're like, wow, this is a football uh, guy. Uh, he said something last week, but I can't think of it. Uh, 
can't think of it, but he 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 definitely he definitely will get you to do do anything. He'll say something and you like, yeah, let's do that. And then you think about it, you're like, no, nah, that don't that don't sound right. <laughs> that don't sound right. But no, he, he, he's he's a great guy for sure. If someone texted you the things he says out loud, you'd be like, I'm not listening to that person. He's definitely not oh, yeah. my boss. Yeah, they 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 throw it off in the air for sure. Definitely I love him. I'm so pumped for you to get to be with Dan Campbell. I yes, hope it sir. goes amazing. Yes, sir. Uh, word, word, word. All right. Well, Corn, it, it was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, man, we just want to thank you for your time as a Miami Hurricane. You are the definition of a you know a Miami Hurricane former player that bleeds orange and green. And I think me and Danny had a. It was a pleasure, you know, speaking with you these past uh, thirty plus minutes. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for having me for sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Corn. I right, appreciate it. Take care, Corn. Go Canes, baby. Go Canes, baby. That's right. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.